last week on Lore Seekers. Kind of busy around my, my parts. But, uh, <laughs> kind of busy around the Jibs household. So, uh, I'm like, busy around your parts? Yeah, I, what I, in I, the hell are you I, alluding to? You Is that date so. night? <laughs> Is the kid at grandma's that night? If you have an issue with my pronunciation, you can send Jibs an email. If you have a problem with Cash's pronunciation, just wait. Jibs will screw something up even worse. (laughs) The 30th of Frost... Okay, the 30th of Frostball. Apparently, I have in my notes. (laughs) We will be changing that to Frostball. The 30th of Frostballs will be... That was a Freudian typing slip. (laughs) Sad. Sounds like you left your pants off and you went in the snow. <laughs> the 30th of Frostball. Psst. You, traveler, what do you know of this land? Do you wish to learn of its law? Come, <laughs> rest your weary feet and warm yourself by the fire. Let's share some mead, listen to tales of misadventure, and learn of Tamriel's rich history with the Law Seekers. <laughs> ah, here they are now, Jibs and Cash. What is this? Yep, that's a giant tick. Wh- what? Yeah, it's smoked. <gasps> oh, it's awful. Oh, hey, look who's here. Hi, you want some giant tick? Oh, save me from this. Oh, crap. Have a seat, friend. Cash will uh, give you the old hookup. Yep. The last of the rot meth. Last of the rot meth. Yes, yes. So, how's it been going, man? It's good. Things have been well. Good? It's been, uh, it's been, what, about a week since we did this? It's been a week. It's been a week. It's been a week. Uh, yeah, but it's been a good week. Um, we have been playing together yep (laughs) i know it's actually uh it's pretty fantastic that we've been able to do that in this past week and uh if you guys have caught on to or been able to catch any of our archive streams we're having a good time yeah so we're doing a lot of streaming now that's fun yeah for sure yeah i've just been um been working on the warden Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just grabbing you know little pieces here and there for him and I've been wanting to start a new zone with him, but I'm getting sidetracked a lot. Yeah. I think I talked a little bit last week, like I got sidetracked in um, uh, Nikezel, Beanle, Fienel, 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 that one uh, yeah, that public one. dungeon yeah. in Vardenfell. Yeah. And I've been uh, been in there quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And um, actually with Guildies, it's been kind of cool. So oh, nice. um, I am farming the set for the Theolodite Dwemer pet. Very cool. And I finally finished it last night. Oh, man, grats. Is it cool? Yeah. It's really cool. It's a little smaller than I thought it was going to be, but it's really neat looking. Oh, man. So I have continued to farm, and I'm going to bring you in there, I think. Yeah. So you can have said pet. I've got a few pieces. I want that. Oh, my To hand off to you. I'm a fan of of all Dweamer items that are animated. So I got the spider mount. I got the horse mount. And hopefully, hopefully, this Dweamer pet. The pet. What have you been up to, man? Oh, lots and lots of stuff. So, uh, 
I've been working on, I went back and forth on my warden, kind of struggling. I think I mentioned it once. Like, I felt like I was really bored with his build, and so I just tweaked it today. Haven't had a chance to really touch it yet, so I'm excited to kind of get back into the warden. Um, so he's been kind of in a lull, but I've been focusing heavily on the healer, just even more so than last week, getting all that stuff done. And uh, holojack crates, they are out. Did you did you open any yet? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. But um, I had some work to do around the domicile today. But I did catch that tweet that the crates are out. So, yeah, my wife is going to hate me <laughs> when bank statements roll around. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, here's the problem. I bought another 60 crates. It's a very special time of year, okay? Wow. First the Wild Hunt came out, and now Holojack crates are coming out. Just get a hold of yourselves, people, okay? I don't do anything else. This is my hobby. So <laughs> it's okay if I throw my wallet at the freaking screen every time something makes me squee. And I, I don't normally do this much, but I've done a lot. Well, there you go. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, fantastic. I bought one crate, and the first crate I opened was the Headless Horseman Camel. So I'm happy. Awesome. I'm happy. Awesome. I changed his outfit around. He's got just a, a pinch of Hollowjack just for, you know, because it's uh, what is it? Uh, coming up on October. So I'm getting his uh, outfit all done, ready, and uh, it was a lot of fun. One of my favorite things to do whenever your crates first come out, if, especially if you get a mount, is head over to Stormhaven, the Indaunted area, and just stand there. Sit there with your mount. And you will not believe how many people stop and do the moonwalk back to where you were at and just stare at <laughs> It's a little like, what's that one? Where'd you get that one? That one's amazing. It's a lot of fun. I do the same thing. I, I love looking at people's mounts, especially the new ones. And so uh, it's really cool. It's a fun mount. Yeah, that's what I did with um, with all the Wild Hunt mounts that i would see coming through and i didn't have any well now i have two yeah there you go i have the bear and i have the guar and i think the 60 that i bought i'm gonna open those on another stream Ooh, okay okay and then we'll put it up on the youtubes all right all right yeah fantastic so yeah we've been doing a lot of streaming uh it's a fun thing for us to do we're discovering it allows us to a, it's not really a whole lot of extra work on our end to to put this up for you guys and do it for you. It's just uh, you know we just needed the time, and so we we've been doing a lot of surprise streams here lately, and it's a great fun way to communicate with you with you all outside of the episode. And so if you haven't yep. done it yet, head over download the Twitch app if you haven't done that already. But uh, our uh, what would it be our account is Lore Seekers Podcast, so twitch.tv slash Lore Seekers Podcast. That's us. So. It's a good time. It's a lot of fun. A lot of people show right. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been pretty fun. Um, it's a really good way for us to uh, mingle with the peeps, too. Which really, when you have an audio format content show, mm-hmm. you really don't, besides like slow mail or stuff like that. Right. So it's been a good time uh, being able just to kind of hang out with people and see some different faces and stuff come in and then see those same people join up in the lore seekers guild and start running dungeons with us and content it's cool yeah it's a lot of fun i really enjoy it. i will shout out to april 
uh, from the Lord Seeker community. Holy crap, your tanking skills. Wow. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. We went through on the stream. Yeah. And got you the um, the werewolf memento. Yeah. You want to tell them about that? That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just that. We streamed it. We went to um, March Sacrifices. Oh, man, it was so late. So yeah, it was late super late. Oh, yeah. So we did that. We got the people who were in stream with us. We got them the memento, which if you don't know the March of Sacrifices memento, turns you into a freaking werewolf. Yep. It's really, really, really a cool one. Uh, so we did that. And um, Jibs got bit on the foot by a uh, prehistoric millipede. Yeah. What else did we do? Yeah, what else that we was fun. That, night? that was fun. Yeah. That was a legit thing. Like, you should literally go and see our archive stream and watch Jibs. Yeah. Flip out. I didn't know what it was. Well, yeah, midstream, we're running the dungeon, and all of a sudden, I feel like something... Now, mind you... Podcast studio is in our basement. It's a finished basement in this house, you know, so everything should be fine. There should not be a millipede slash centipede crawling around in my basement. Well, right, it was on stream, and all of a sudden I feel something crawling up in between my toe, and I'm like, in between my toes, I'm like, what is, what is that? That's an odd feeling, and so you know, just move my toes around a little bit. So I just kept playing, you know, no, no problem. Then all of a sudden I feel like a bee sting on my toe, and I'm like, what the heck? So, no, no, this is how it sounded. Ah, something bit me! <laughs> Just right up It was a bullet me. forest. It was a bullet forest. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that was fun. Uh, and apparently in my duress, as I hurried quickly, got up from my chair, <sighs> apparently some of y'all saw my butt crack, so that was fun. Fantastic. Oh, we were just teasing that we saw his butt crack. Because he bent over like right in front of camera, and I'm like, butt crack! Yep, it was fantastic. And we lolled. It was a good time. Yeah. Anyway, he didn't die, so that's nope. didn't die. the plus. Didn't die. Yeah. Stung like a mule, yeah. though, so. I like mule sting. I don't know where. Okay, anyway. All right, we got a show to do. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for hanging out with us. This is... Volume 2, Episode 10 of the Lore Seekers Podcast, and we are your hosts. I am Jibs, and I'm joined by Cash. Nice to be here, guys. And you know, another thing that Jibs has added to the beginning of our show is last week on Lore Seekers, and I really enjoy hearing that. Do you now? And yeah, I do. I, I hope that the peeps are in, kind of enjoying that as well because it kind of brings everything together. The music's super cool. It's like the super old school um, Elder Scrolls Online music from the, their first... Yeah, first trailer. Um, yeah, from the very first trailer. And I, I like it. It's like a little bit of nostalgia. Oh, and, oh, yeah, that was funny last week. Or, oh, yeah, those guys are total idiots last week. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I dig it. Oh, thanks. Appreciate that. Uh, I think. All right. Well, uh, anyway, so on today's show, well, last week's show, if you're just coming to this episode, maybe you missed episode 10 or 9, we talked the top three, and we got a lot of responses after the show regarding this, but we did a discussion on the top three things we want to see added to the base game for the next DLC, next major DLC. Uh, We also did Dungeons for Dummies on City of Ash, and we talked a little bit about Hollow Crates, but this week my friends this week 
We're going over the Merkmeyer Update 20 preview, talking the changes coming to ESO+. Plus. They kind of elaborated a little bit more on that. And then we're talking about the uh, Summerfall event, which is actually happening right now. Yeah, we're finishing it off with a lore lesson to prepare you for Merkmeyer. Cash has put together a lore lesson on the Black Marsh. So It's swampy. It's swampy. Bring yourself an extra pair of socks so you don't get trench foot. Lots of mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get to it, my friend. Let me get in my bed. Oh, all right. Well, whew. get all the news together here from the uh, from the good old town crier. All right. So this week on the show, first up on the well, actually before we get started, heads up by the way, there was an ESO live. It was a first look at Merkmeyer. We'll have it linked in the show yeah, notes. It was. And uh, I know Cash watched some of it. If you want to go see it, we'll have it linked there. You can watch it. It's a good time. A lot of fun. Cash is excited. I'm excited. Everyone's excited. Mm-hmm. Something was was confirmed. What's that? Trenchfoot? They, no, well, yeah, Trenchfoot for sure. <laughs> they actually, it sounded an awful lot to me like a didgeridoo. I'm just going to say that. Okay. Did you, did you see the instrument that, I, I did not see that the they instrument. made? Oh, my gosh. So the folks at Zoss wanted to create something very special that was very Merkmeyerish. It was very Argonian. Um, and they ended up creating an instrument that sounds a little bit like a like a didgeridoo. Uh-huh. I know at least one person is going to laugh at that by the name of Blood Eye. Um, <laughs> but anyway, they, they created something that sounds a little bit like a didgeridoo, but it's a, it's a large, you really got to kind of go, you got to go see it. It's a large, like, instrument. And there's actually like little frogs in windows. And the frogs, you by playing the instrument, you manipulate the frogs to some extent to create sounds that resonate out of this instrument. Wow. It's really ingenious. Sweet. How they did this. And it's in, it's gonna be in the game. So we can play I was it. pretty excited even about that little part. I don't know. It looked like there was um, a female playing it. Okay. A female Argonian. Mm-hmm playing it right on that's so, awesome yeah it was really cool very cool i'm all about those and so ever since i played uh lord of the rings back in the day and we you know people would play music together and like have bands and make youtube videos about it that was I'm all about the yeah instruments. you'd have a whole group of like uh, a group of hobbits playing like stairway to heaven or something on their lutes and flutes yeah <laughs> yep that was awesome such good times yep oh uh, anyway yeah uh we'll have that link to the episode notes and you can uh show notes and you can go uh check that out but first up here on the docket for today we have merk meyer and update 20 preview this is coming to us from the official eso website so we we typically do this for just about every major update that eso puts out we'll kind of go over it all from top to bottom and a lot of this that we're about to go over we we already went over at some point Simply because they did it all on stream, or it was the uh, gameplay days, Bethesda gameplay days. And so this is kind right. of a review of that. So for those of you, maybe you missed something, well, we're going to go over the top for you. So uh, first up, we got Merkmeyer, the preview for Merkmeyer. And they say, with Merkmeyer, you'll be able to, ex- let me say Merkmeyer one more time. Uh, with, <laughs> with this DLC, you'll be able to explore an all-new zone located on the southern coast of Black Marsh. 
we will navigate through knee-deep swamps, dense living jungles, encountering incredible, <laughs> nice verbiage, stilt houses, long-forgotten temples, and crumbling imperial ruins. I'm excited about seeing those ruins. Yeah, the ruins actually, um, from what I believe in the storyline, which we're going to talk about in a minute, should be a really cool place to explore, especially for those who enjoy picking up relics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked about that. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what... I'm assuming there's lore books, that are new lore books that are coming Oh yeah, with this. Sure. So I really look forward to checking those out. It seems so foreign. Like, Merkmire seems so unique. It, it really kind of brings those feels of Somerset in a way. Because it's totally different, you know. I've never been there, never experienced it, so looking forward. Yeah, to it. not not that the not that the topography is similar because it's vastly different. Yeah, it's Especially like polar if you watch. Yeah, if you watch the ESO live uh, first look at Merkmire, you will see very quickly that the region is it's swampland and like where we're used to like rolling hills and rock outcroppings and you know mountains and stuff like that in our in our background when we're playing ESO, it, there's just there's stuff to look at everywhere, and it's very treacherous terrain. Well, I mean, especially like Vardenfell. Oh my gosh, it's oh yeah, super treacherous terrain. Yeah, and there, there's ups and downs, and well, when you're in Merkmire, as shown in the first look at Merkmire on ESO Live, you absolutely see the vast landscape, and it is miles. It looks like miles and miles of flat swampland with you know a stilt house here and then you know a little a wooded area here and it's very flat that's awesome i can't wait to check yeah. that out it looks great and that's one of the things and well i think that's partially because it was special to my um, elder scrolls experience anyway but just being in Morrowind in general you know was always so special simply because of how unique it is and same with somerset so i know this will be no different It'll be fantastic Right. So anyway, uh, it talks about we'll experience the mysterious Sax... Is it sax Leal or sax Heel? sax Leal. sax Leal, okay. Uh, sax Leal, the traditional name for the Argonian. Correct. So we're going to learn a little bit more about them, explore the depths of the marsh, uncover all kinds of secrets. And uh, I know we've said this before, but I'm excited just to, to reiterate this. You know, we will be learning about the relationship between the Argonian tribes and their sacred histories. It's going to, I think it's going to surprise a lot of people. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. We're going to touch on it a little bit in our lore lesson today, and we did cover quite a bit of it when we talked our Argonian lore lesson, but today's kind of a little bit different perspective on the things that we may see in the history of the region. Right, right. Um, let's see what else we got here. New world bosses, delves, quests. Item sets, furnishings, styles, collectibles, and more. So here's the story summary for Merkmire. Uh, Merkmire also features a main story quest that takes you all over the new zone to help intrepid explorers and, enig- and enigmatic goodness, Argonians recover a legendary Saxleal antiquity. In this new story quest, you'll contend with the dangerous Blackguard faction, suspicious and leery Argonian tribes, menacing grave robbers, ancient traps, savage beasts, and even flesh-eating plants. Oh, fantastic. Uh, yep. Fortune and adventure await in the deep murk. All right, so um, 
Also talks about the Black Rose Prison. This is, just a heads up for those of you who never have no idea what this is, this is a brand new four-player leaderboard arena that we're going to have access to. It's kind of like, um, oh gosh, gosh, I can't remember the name. Um, Orsinium Arena. Maelstrom? Maelstrom, thank Maelstrom? you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like this, yeah. except you can group up and do it. Uh, the lore of this was built in a single day centuries ago by the powerful mage Peladil Dorini and his stone atronachs. Black Rose Prison was once one of the Empire's most feared penal colonies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, what happened? Oh, I don't know. You, we're just gonna we're just gonna gloss over that. Oh, was that laugh outside of my mouth? Oh, we're five. Okay. <laughs> we said no. Penal no colonies. No. No. Sorry. Those bad cash. <laughs> those <laughs> those unfortunate or quote unlucky enough to be sent to the prison located in the southern swamps of Merkmire were rarely seen again. Now the dungeon's crumbling ruins serve as a new role as a proving ground for the Blackguard, a monstrous band comprised of the descendants of the prison's former inmates. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, th- by the way, acronym for this, in case you hear me say it, is BURP. So Burp is a four-player arena, which we talked about, and it will have all kinds of rewards featuring new weapons. And they mentioned one here, the Black Rose Greatsword that boosts your uppercut ability. I look forward to that. And new item sets. So there's that. Yeah. I think it was five different arenas, if I remember correctly, five different stages. So That's going to be a lot of people farming for that two-hander. Yeah. So they can boost that uppercut ability, and they'll be taking that straight from the Black Marsh right into PvP. Yep. Yep, they will. I bet you there'll be lore seeker groups going through that. Yep. That, that makes it so much more fun to me, even more appealing, I think. You know, thinking about it, going back to Maelstrom to Black Rose is just... You know, the thing about Maelstrom was it's challenging, and it's awesome to be able to say that you know that you did it, but I think it takes on a whole new meaning when it becomes group content versus solo content. And it, it oh, yeah. at least feels more like I, I want to do it more than I than I do Maelstrom. I mean, group content, yeah, for sure. But I mean, as a whole, group content is way more fun. It's way more fun to experience your game with a group. It really is. Absolutely. Even if you're kind of in, introverted, just give it a shot. Yeah. Because it's, it's really a good time. Yeah. Yeah, never be afraid to heck. You know, you can be in the group and Discord, and you know, if we're running the dungeon and you are a little low key or whatever, or maybe you're definitely introverted. You know, you, just the fact that you're there and hanging out, you know, it's awesome. You don't you don't have to be super extroverted or you know, not be yourself. That's the one thing I love exactly. about that. Exactly. All right, so update twenty, we've got improvements to the housing system. We will now be able to move entire scenes by selecting and moving multiple items at once. We will have an undo function. Thank the heavens. I needed this today. I'm trying to get my home very Halloween-ified. <laughs> and, yeah, messed up quite a bit. So, yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, we got a new furnishing type, music boxes. Just like they sound, they play Elder Scrolls music in your home. 
I want that. More so, I want my yeah. own bard. Just saying. I'm very curious. I want your own bard. That would be so epic. Mm -hmm. I'm very curious to see what um, what kind of music is going to be. Yeah. Playing. If it's just like older tracks or newer tracks or tavern music, it'll be cool to find out what's in there. Yeah, I agree. I want. I imagine it's going to be the whole thing. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. Or maybe they've picked you know certain tracks from. You know, I don't know the coding on this. If they've got they've got a way they can play the whole thing, or if they've got to pick certain tracks from different expansions. You know how that works. Different oh, zones. I don't know though, man. I don't know if they're going to put like full soundtracks in there. Oh, I see. You so you think it's like a limited sound? Oh, I would most definitely think if they're going to do music boxes that, that if they are going to go the route of putting any of the soundtrack music in that music box, it's going to be as a teaser for you to go and then purchase. You know, from iTunes or whatever your platform is, go and purchase the album. You know what I mean? Because yeah. if it's if those tracks are full and the entire albums are in there, number one, they're not going to give it to you for free. You know, it'd be more like a, a crown store type of an item. Or number two, um, if they are in the game, then there somebody would have the possibility to be able to data mine those files, and then they have all the soundtracks right mm. yeah so i don't know it's just a thought i'm not a hacker i'm just kind of a dumb guy so <laughs> i wouldn't know how to do all that See, data mining i'm like really dude the only mining that i do is when i have an itch in my nose yeah there was uh it's funny i saw a, disc, a post in the lore secret discord community and it all it said was the russians are at it again Oh, and there was data, data mined info for hollow jack stuff oh, which is now out God. everywhere but <laughs> Yeah, we're part of the conspiracy as ESO players. Uh, it was funny. But uh, funny. see, my original thought was that the music boxes would kind of serve as the atmospheric atmospheric music options that I think we kind of had with Wildstar's housing in that you could change the atmosphere's music. So it'd go from wherever it was to like maybe the Dark Brotherhood, and that's what you'd hear when someone entered your home. That would be awesome. That would really be cool. Yeah, they're going to be expensive. There's no doubt in my mind those are going to be 5,000 crowns. At least. I'm not a fan of that. I am not yeah. a fan of that. I hope, I hope it's not. I really hope it's not. Uh, we also got Cyrodiil changes. So we got new outposts, bridges, and goat paths are being added to Cyrodiil. Bridges along the mile gates can now be completely destroyed. And uh, I believe there is some new... I want to say new buff, like food or some type of... Or, uh, oh, repair kits is what it was. Special repair kits just for bridges. So there it is. there's that. And that is all of your Update 20 preview. So next on the docket, we've got get exclusive deals and more with the new ESL Plus rewards. And again, ESL official. Um, starting... We got a date, dude. We finally got a date. I think, hey, look at that. I think that's the main thing coming out of this. I mean, in a lot of ways, we've we've went over this before in past weeks, but we never had a date. Now we do. So starting on November 13th, ESO Plus is getting an upgrade. We're going to be getting more crowns. We're going to go from 1500 to 1650 per month. Nice little boost. Uh, yeah, you know, free crowns are free crowns, and more is better. So... Uh, also get exclusive free items. A lot of these may be just a limited time only, but 
you'll be able to see this in the in the uh, crown store with a little chalice icon next to it, you know, labeled uh, free. So there's that. Also, we're getting exclusive crown store deals, stuff just for ESO Plus members. And this stuff will also be limited, as well as exclusive crown store items. So they're really kind of doubling down on the whole crown store upgrade. Yeah, which is good. Um, you know, we've talked about it before, and obviously it does, it hasn't deterred a lot of us from continuing to pick stuff up in the crown store. But the items in the crown store are expensive. They are. Um you know, yeah. but when you're into the game, as much as a lot of people are, then you put some of your paycheck aside for it. Yeah. If you're able. Yeah. So It's hard for a gamer on a budget. I'm going to tell you that right now. That crown store can get very, very expensive. Almost sometimes when it's just, dis- it's almost disheartening. Like, really? Man. <laughs> Come on. Be gentle. But, you know, yeah. at the end of the day guess if you want the good and they've they've got to make up money for those who are playing free so you know i i see both sides of the argument when people look at the crown store so i'm kind of indifferent mostly (laughs) but uh all right so anyway that is the uh little upgrade we get in the crown store um oh by the way quick note so when we get these new exclusives for being an ESO Plus member. There's going to be an ESO Plus tab within the Crown Store UI. We'll be able to check current benefits, review what Crown Store items are available on sale or exclusively to members, and just a heads up, you cannot gift an item that we got for free. (laughs) There would be that one guy who'd try it. Yeah, well, if you get an item for free and you want to gift it, it's technically your item, right? Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I don't know why, like, why that's limited. You know, like, why can't we do that? Is it? Yeah, because I'd rather you buy it. Yeah. Hmm. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, we also got unlock a stunning villa. There went my gaming mouse. Sorry about that. Unlock a stunning oh, villa. <laughs> Mount and pet for free during the summer fall event. So if you have been living under a rock or maybe you've been busy and haven't been able to see what's going on on social media, our social media, we've been tweeting a lot about summer fall. It's going on right now. Have you been able to... Did you... Yeah, you've done the the achievement to be eligible the, for this, right? The Pathfinder? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Cool. I've done it on Cash the Lore Seeker, but not any of my other characters. You just need one. That's it. Just need yep. one. So. See, I contributed to everybody getting goodies and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I got my. Yeah, me. Yeah. Fun fact. Did you know? Before we start on this, did you know in Somerset? I never knew this even existed. On um, or oh, I'm sorry, not Somerset. In Arteum, there is an arena. A little arena area where people can duel. And there's NPCs huh. standing around, and their sole point, if you talk to some of them, they'll, they'll talk about, you know, yeah, so-and-so thought it'd be a great idea for us to practice on the arcane together and all that. I'm like, I didn't know there was an arena! Nice. Yeah, that was the coolest thing ever. Uh, so anyway, Summerfall is going on right now until September 28th. If you want to participate... You must own the Somerset DLC. And long story short, 
here's how this works. As a community, we are working together to go through Somerset and obtain the Pathfinder achievement. For those of you who don't know what that is, that's pretty much you are running around Somerset and looking at a list of various interesting locations. Right? Is that probably the best way to to frame that? Okay. Exactly. And uh, as we do this, as a community, they've got a progress bar, and I'll have this linked at the show notes at loreseekerspodcast.com, but you can go there every day, and they are updating it with our percentage. So, like, right as of Thursday night, it was at 35%, which unlocked for everybody in the community that owns the Somerset DLC and that's logged in at some point before I think it was October October 4th or 5th I I can't find the date but as long as you own it and you've been in Somerset at some point at during its when it first launched all the way up to don't quote me I think it was like October October 7th that's what it was then you are eligible you don't even have to do the Pathfinder event. You you can own Somerset. You you can have been on Somerset. You know, do, but even if you don't have the Pathfinder event or the achievement done, maybe you're on a vacation, whatever trip, not able to do it. It's okay. Everyone else in the community that does it, you you still get to get those free items. So we unlock these as a community. So thirty, I think it was thirty or thirty five percent. We got the Sigic mascot pony pet as of Thursday night. And then I believe it's at 65%. We unlock the Sigic Escort Charger Mount as a community. And then perhaps the most impressive uh, is the Grand Sigic Villa House. It's a big house. That's a huge house. Have you seen that video? Yes. Yeah. It's big. It's huge. Which, it's actually really good for people who... Don't have a house yet. I mean, I know some folks within our own community who they just play the game and don't really want to spend money on crowns. Right. So they don't have like a big house. But this will be an opportunity for those people to have said house. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that's being done. I I support that. That's awesome. So, yeah, free house. And it's huge. It is. I'm assuming it's notable. Notable bracket. It's large enough. So... (laughs) Um, so anyway, that's how it works. Um, let's see here. Oh, excuse me. The pet unlocked at 33%, the mount at 66%, and then the home at 100%. Uh, if you've already done this achievement before this event started, which I know Cash and I did, we're good. You don't have to worry about it. We're already included in the tally. We now just get to sit back and encourage other people to get involved. Uh, we also got, uh, oh, quick note, Summerfall Rewards, they're coming to us October 10th. That's when we're getting them. So that's relatively That's going to be here faster than you know it. Yep, exactly. And if you're wanting to get involved, maybe you, you've been thinking of picking up Somerset, well, right now, going on right now, September 18th through October 2nd, they have stuff on sale, like up to 40% off and 50% off. So that's going on. I know you can get the digital upgrade and digital collector's edition upgrade right now. And then I think September 25th, it changes to 
or they add in the uh, standard edition, digital collector's edition, and online collection. So, yeah, good things, man. Yeah, good I things. Like it. Good things. Yeah, it's fun. Well, you know, right before the holidays, it's it's a good time to pick up the game, especially if you have a loved one that you want to play. It's it's always good to have different types of rewards and promotions and stuff like that going on right before the holidays. And I think that's what they're ramping up for. Yeah. Yeah. I dig that, man. I tell you what, that is, uh, (laughs) that is family friendly in that when you've got kids, you've got a family, you know, you're on a budget. I'm a gamer on a budget. I'll tell you, it's difficult to be able to buy the crowns or do whatever you'd like to do. And so I love the fact that they are, giving away this stuff for free because i guarantee you that house if you were to buy it brand new you're probably looking at what like sixteen thousand crowns oh yeah i mean it it would be up there it'd be in the teens somewhere so i love it it's fantastic well we want to hear from you a lot of you've really been responding to uh when we do this here if there is something in the news today that you're like man i have an opinion on that i agree i disagree whatever it is call us Leave us a voicemail at 765-382-6961. Keep uh, your voicemail around one minute, and uh, you know what? If we dig it, we'll put it on the show, and we'll answer it live in our mailbag segment, which, by the way, it's coming up later in the show. I forgot to mention that earlier. You can also email yeah, us. Yeah, but if if you're cussing us out, we're not going to put you in the show. Yeah, that's That probably, one guy? It's probably a given, yeah. He was kitty cat mean. You're not going to get in the show by... Calling Jibs all those names. <laughs> it's not my fault. I can't say Tam Reality names. I try so hard. Kind of is your fault. It kind of is my fault. Uh, all right. So, LoreSeekersPodcast at gmail.com. That's our email. So, there's that. Now, it is time. Mm-hmm. My mind is ready. Stand back. My body is Stand ready. Stand back. I'm feeling very sigic right now. Okay. Can you see it? Welling for my wiggly fingers. Those little blue hints of blue. Yeah. Stand back, sir. Okay. Stand back. I'm back. I don't want you hurt. All right. I have a lore book to summon. Okay. You do you. Ha. Getting better. That one is like really crisp. That was crisp. Is that how we're rating our spells? Yeah. Fantastic. I could do that one handed. Can you do it one handed? Um, well, whoa, whoa, whoa! Forget it. Don't answer that. <laughs> don't answer that. Wow! Why don't we talk about lore lesson number twenty-eight on the Black Marsh? And that's get your mind out of the murk, Merkmeyer. I literally can't even say anything right now. Yeah, you. Well, no, it's time for my lore lesson. So this is the time where you shut up. Where you shut your mouth. Okay, got it. <laughs> You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. <laughs> yeah. Carry on. So everything in Black Marsh wants you dead. That says senior writer designer <laughs> Layman Tuttle from Zenimax Online Studios. Oh, During our Merkmeyer preview, he actually said that I had to pause it and I had to write that down and put it in quotes because I thought that was hilarious. But, um, yeah, so we are rapidly approaching the release of ESO's next DLC, and we still cannot believe it is this soon. 
But Zoss has been in absolute beast mode with their content release schedule. So who are we to poo-poo new content? So we shall not. Markmire, my friends. Let's expand on the previous lore lesson that we talked about with the Argonians and take a little bit more of an in-depth look at the region we're all going to be diving into. Don't dive because it's shallow. We don't need any cervical injuries. Trench foot. Right. So, yeah, there's that. But anyway, Merkmire. What is it? Where is it? It sits on the southern tip of Black Marsh, and we are very, very excited about exploring the new territory. And... I want, kind of want to dive right into it. Let's talk about geography. Do it. Yeah. It's not that hard at this point to understand what the Black Marsh is comprised of. It is very dense, very dank swampland in the southeastern part of Tamriel. Um, one of the playable beast races of the Elder Scrolls Online, which you know the Argonians have made their home in this territory for many millennia. And also... A very mysterious race of sentient trees mm-hmm. make their home in the Black Marsh, and they are known as the Hist. We have talked about them before, but we'll chit-chat a little bit about them tonight. It is known this morning, this afternoon, whenever you're listening, so you're comfortable with the setting. Okay. The Hist is known to have a symbiotic relationship with the Argonians, and the Hist sap itself is known to be related to actually deciding the sex of an Argonian at birth. Not like sex, yes or no, but like sex, male and female type thing. Mm-hmm. That's it? No chuckle? No, no, you... I'm just, I'm, Thanks for paying attention. Be, I, I was paying attention. I'm just... You're, pl- you're playing ESR right now, aren't you? Oh my gosh. You want to go there? You want to no. go there? I don't. <laughs> Bordered by Morrowind to the north and Cyrodiil to the west. Black Marsh is a vast network of marshlands and waterways, making travel by land slow and difficult. Although, we are going to be able to use our mounts and we do should we will not, which we have been told in the preview of Merkmire, we will not have the issue of um, having to dismount and remount and dismount and remount. Only if you run up against a water hyacinth that's in the water that you have to get because you're like me and you can't pass up shiny objects or things that help you with your craft. Squirrel. Squirrel. So, <laughs> all right. So the travel routes. Even when they're cleared, the grasses grow so fast that the travel routes are recovered nearly as quickly as they can be trimmed and cut down. That's crazy, man. Yes, very lush, fertile land. Insects feeding on soft, fleshy travelers like Jibs with his pale white skin. (laughs) Flooding rivers, native Nagas, and caravan raiders also take advantage of the opportunities presented on Black Marsh's harsh roadways. All this being said, the most effective way to travel and trade in Black Marsh, despite Imperial attempts to cultivate a land-based system, is by its system of waterways, which are vast and travel quite a distance. So a lot of the trade that happens down in this area happens via the waterways. Fun fact. In the book, The Argonian Account, which is found in Oblivion and Skyrim, Oblivion and Skyrim, mm-hmm. 
The poor condition of Black Marsh's roads prevents food shipments from arriving in a fresh state at all times. So trade along these routes being severely challenged, any food that gets delivered is most likely spoiled or near spoiled. Gosh, that's terrible. Takes them forever. Yeah. That's gross. They gotta have bad breath, that's all I'm saying. Argonian breath. Dude. Hmm. Yeah. That poor Argonians. Most of the Argonian population live near the waterways and swamps. That's just because that's where uh, most of the travel is most effective. That's where they feel more comfortable. Uh, That's the southern part of the region. It has been said that everything in Tamriel flows down to Black Marsh. Oh, gosh. Take that however you want to take that, but it's it's the truth. There is officially far worse things than whatever that, what's that term? Foot, uh, uh, uh. We said it earlier. Lake foot? Swamp foot? No. Trench foot. Trench foot. Yeah. There's officially worse things than that. Yeah, because you could be getting bit by the tsetse fly, standing in water up to, standing in dirty water up to your knees, and a turd floats by. On turd us. <laughs> that could happen. That may happen. So there's that. Oh. Anyway. Okay, let's talk about some of the cities in the region. The city of Black Rose, which we've talked about, Black Rose Prison. Mm -hmm. This first appeared in the Elder Scrolls Arena, which was the very first game in the series. It is located near the legendary forest of Mirkwood. Mirkwood with an M-U-R-K, not an M-I-R-K, as would be in the Lord of the Rings. Before the city was founded during the first era, the the area was traversed by the Imperial Navy as they hunted down a notorious brigadier by the name of Red Bramon. I thought that was interesting. So the city of Black Rose first appearing in Elder Scrolls Arena before the city was founded during the first area. It was traversed by the Imperial Navy. They were looking for this notorious dude named Red Bramon. Here's a fun fact on Red Bramon. He was an Argonian, a very infamous brigadier who made his home in the region of Black Marsh, now known as Black Rose. He was known for his piracy against the Alessian Empire in the area of Topal Bay. He is revered as the first to ever venture deep into the Black Marsh. Bramon and his motley crew would perform raids and disappear into the thick marshlands without recourse, because nobody else would follow them, before they were finally tracked down, hunted, and Red Bramon was beheaded by the Imperial Navy in the first era, year 1033, and his head was brought back to Alessia. Wow. Yeah. Trippy, huh? Yeah, a little bit. Off with his head! (laughs) I don't want you to cut it off. That was perfect in every sense of the word. That just happened. It did just happen. (laughs) The city of Black Rose was later founded by a community of Lilmothit. Lilmothit, which I would just just wait for it. Yes, they have something to do with Lilmoth. Lilmothit, a fox-like beast race who was said to be distantly related to the Khajiit of elsewhere. Kind of neat, huh? Yeah. That should have been a a fun fact. Should have been a fun fact. such a loser. Well, you failed that one. Don't do it again. That's your warning. 
When the Lilmothit went extinct during the reign of Akaviri Potentate Versidu Shai in the Second Era, this was possibly related to the Kanatan flu, the settlement was converted into the Black Rose prison. Kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had to go back and read that guy's name again, particularly the last part. Red Bramen? Uh, no, uh, Dushai. with Dush. Oh, you mean Akaviri Potentate vers, uh, versa, versa Dushai. Yeah, that one. Versa Dushai, yeah. Say it slower. Elder Scrolls words. Not easy. <laughs> the northern Black Marsh city of Stormhold is described as a very tense place due to its close proximity to the land of the Dunmer. Hmm. Yeah. The air is probably a little thicker up there. Originally founded by ancient aliens, a large labyrinth was built beneath the city of Stormhold, which was eventually abandoned. Late in the First Era, to be exact, to be precise, First Era, year 2812, hmm. the city was reclaimed by the Dunmer and converted into a center for slave trade. Guess who were the enslavees? The Argonians. Argon, yep. Hence the reason, if you will recall our lore lesson on the Argonians and on the Dunmer, hence the reason why the Argonians hate the Dunmer. So. And probably vice versa. Fun fact! During the time of Elder Scrolls Online, Stormhold is controlled by the Ebonheart Pact uh, mm. in attempt to address <laughs> racial tensions and revive its economy after slavery was abolished in the region. Dang EPs. Fantastic. Fantastic, fantastic. Okay, Mirkwood. As the legend holds, Mirkwood is the forest that ever moves. Full quote, of elves. unquote. What's that? Is it full of elves? Full of the rings? No. no? Not, okay. All right. Oh, full, no, that's a different. That's M I R K. Yeah, I know. I just this is M U R K. As in, you know, murky, hmm. poopy water. Did you say hippie so, water? Poopy. Oh, poopy. Okay, yeah. that makes more sense. Like, like. oh, buddy, you got to go to the bathroom? Are you making onesies or twosies? Do you have to go boopies? Say, how does that work? Do they just take a crap in their swamp? Like, is there, like, designated areas? I mean, not to d- detract here, but think about that for a second. I don't want to. All of the... <laughs> Poo water, Jude. Like it's, it's poo water. Giant, just, just think, folks. Anytime you get knocked back and you land on your back in that water, you are inhaling some poop water. It's going to happen. Carry on. Unless you keep your nostrils above water, then you might be in the safe zone. But apparently, all of the rest of the Tamriel poops and it all goes to Merkmire. We are literally going to Tamriel sewers with this DLC. I'm going to need to buy myself some higher boots. I'm going to buy myself a Big old uh, rain suit and that, oh, you know, that big singlet. Yep. There you go. Jib's going to look like Paddington Bear on a rainy day. You could call me Paddy. <laughs> okay, Mirkwood, as the legend holds, is the forest that ever moves. This forest is located near the city of Black Rose, deep in Black Marsh's swamps. Apparently, an organization based in Stormhold called the Conclave of Ball. Two A's, not the one with Molag Ball Bag. This is B A A L, Conclave of Ball. 
can discover the current location of the forest by examining the Elder Scrolls with the, with the aid of an ancient tablet. So, say that again before I butchered that last sentence. An organization based in Stormhold called the Conclave of Baal can discover the current location of the moving forest, Mirkwood, by examining the Elder Scrolls with the aid of an ancient tablet. Hmm. That also could have been a fun fact. Yeah, you are 0 for 2. Failure. One job. Thorn, the city in the northeast. This city is described as a jewel of the east, but is also as deadly as it is beautiful. In the middle of the second era, the city was controlled by the Dunmer House Drez, who employed local Argonians as enforcers and slave catchers. That is blasphemy. To hire an Argonian... To go catch Argonian slaves. Yeah, this is like uh, that Assassin's Creed game, Assassin's Hunting Assassin. Oh, yeah. That's bad. Mm. When most Dunmer exited the city to answer Almalexia's call to arms to assist the second Akaviri invasion of the second year, or second era year 572, an Argonian slave by the name of Hayatamine assassinated a house Drez councilman and overthrew the leadership, therefore liberating Thorn from Dunmer control. Hmm. She's like, when the cat's away, house Drez will die. She went all Dark Brotherhood, man. She did. She did. Also called Thorn Marsh, crime is known to be rampant in Thorn, and the guards tend to turn a blind eye to crime. Okay, this one's important. The city of Lilmoth is located in the region of Merkmire itself, and this is found by the Olis Bay. O-L-I-I-S Bay. Lilmoth has a mix of Argonian imperial architecture and is said to be the starting zone for those arriving in Merkmire. Mm-hmm. Soul Rest. Solrest is a large city in the south of Black Marsh, and it's used as a very large burial site. Fantastic. Kind of interesting. Yeah, kind of interesting look on the different cities. These are all the ones that are mostly closest to the areas of Merkmire. I did not cover every single city in Black Marsh, obviously. Right. Just the ones we may see. Yep. Let's talk a little bit about Merkmire's wildlife, because it is plentiful, and like I said before, everything... In Merkmire wants you dead. Everything in Blackmarsh wants you dead. So, Ahaj Mota. Haj Mota. It is a large shelled creature resembling a spiky, long-tailed prehistoric turtle and boasting a series of toxic attacks. Ooh. Yeah. It's scary. He looks like a big, giant, snapping turtle. Yeah. Then, as you mentioned before, the Kotugava are large flying mosquitoes with needle-like oh, stingers. Uh-huh. That's gross. Wait till, I, wait till I get to millipedes. Watch you cringe. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. Ugh. Hackwings. This is a species of giant birds with long saw-like beaks that attack unsuspecting prey and then vanish, only to return once the prey has been weakened or killed by the blood loss. Yeah, it's kind of like a stealth attack, and then I'm out. I'll be back. 
Be back in a minute. Just gotta get a pack of gum. Okay. For after I eat you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and actually, hack wings. If you look up in the sky in in Merkmire, you can see hack wings flying all over the place. Mm. Catapult cabbages. Not much information oh. is known okay. at the time of writing. <laughs> <laughs> But these apparently are evil foliages. Based on the name, catapult cabbage, I can imagine it has something to do with an airborne vegetable. <laughs> so how'd That's you die? Guess. Well, I was hit by an airborne cabbage. <laughs> I got hit in the face by some kimchi. <laughs> right in the face. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay, then there's the voroplasm. We talked about that earlier. Native to the inner... Actually, we talked about that on another lore, or another uh, episode when we first talked about um, Merkmire. Mm-hmm. Voroplasm, native uh, to the innermost swamps of Black Marsh, is a puddle of green slime that moves quickly across the water, Ugh. devours its prey very quickly, and ejects the bones as it moves. That's gross. It's awesome. The carnivorous slime is also known to traverse land. Watch where you step, people. Uh, okay. so they literally brought the old horror flick, The what was it, the blob, to life with the this? The blob. Yeah. Yeah. Nice pull, youngin. It's mm. awesome. Thank you. Olden. Okay, that's voroplasm. Other lesser known plant species to look out for in Merkmire include the scuttle blooms and the static pitchers. Um, scuttle blooms, I don't know if that has anything to do with like the scuttle creatures that are out. They look like little beetles. And then static pitchers. The pitcher plant, if you know, is a normal, real-life, carnivorous plant. The pitcher plant. Look it up. Kind of cool. Hmm. Much of the foliage in Merkmire will actually react to your presence. So some of the stuff that they explained in the preview... Was that like, they didn't go too deep into it, but like if you're walking by and there's like a, a lizard or a salamander or something on a rock, it may or may not have something happen to it by a nearby plant. Okay. Yeah, like environments that react to you being around. This is intense. I don't know if I want to go here. It's cool. <laughs> I think it's really cool, actually. Um, okay. A species down there that we definitely are going to see are the Naga. Naga are native Argonian uh, tribes. They're described as being very tall, seven to eight feet, with huge mouths and dripping needle-like fangs. Wow. Yes. They typically take on the role of brigands and highwaymen. Fantastic. Fantastic, fantastic. I feeling I'll be killing a lot Talk of those. Talk a little... Yeah, for sure. Guaranteed. Let's talk a little bit about the Hist... As we talked about in a previous lore lesson, the Hist are a race of sentient trees that live and thrive in Black Marsh and have been an integral part of Argonian culture for a long, long, long time. Uh, They're so important to the Argonian as a whole, it was worth another mention in in this lore lesson. It's just very interesting tree. Yep. Some actually claim that the Hist is the most ancient race of Nern, They are thought to be mobile, but that fact has not been verified. They are known to be interconnected through some sort of link with each other and with the Argonian. Argonians consider the Hist to be the source of all life. They consider the Hist to be both 
um, their prior existence and their afterlife. So the hist to a traditional Argonian is everything. It life as itself revolves around this tree. Right. It is possible that each Argonian village was actually formed around the growth of a single history. Argonians are able to communicate with histories, which takes on the significance of some type of religious guidance for them. Because they don't really have a religion, traditionally. Yeah. At an Argonian's coming-of-age ceremony, they ingest the sap of the history. Jibs could tell you about this. We don't need to. And we could. No, we we shouldn't. We really could. We should not do that thing. Okay. Um, so they ingest the sap of the history, and then they are formally named. That's like their name day. Hmm. His sap is said to have part in the growth patterns and even the gender determination of Argonian spawn. The sap is said to produce sacred visions for Argonians and has been used as a powerful hallucinogen. Oh, gosh. Drugs are bad, okay? Man. Yeah. Hmm. Is that how it felt when you... Nope. Had the nope. hist? No. No? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Fun fact! It is also thought that the history can communicate with large numbers of Argonians at one time, as evidenced during the Oblivion Crisis, where the hist called many Argonians to invade the gates of oblivion. I remember that. That was gnarly. That's a cool story. That's a cool story. Very cool story. That was a story where the Argonians, and this is um, more along the lines of how adept they are at battle, but during this oblivion crisis, they were sent through an oblivion gate to attack the Daedra on their own home turf, and they, and they did so well that they overwhelmed the Daedra. They just completely overran them right into their oblivion gate and they were victorious yeah didn't they great success that was uh we talk about that further detail i think it was i know we mentioned that a couple episodes ago i think it's episode 17 volume one was the argonian episode but yeah go back and listen to that little lesson it's fantastic yeah it was a good one it was a good one so as you can see there's an incredibly unique culture and history and geography of the area that we're going to go to and we cannot at least Jibs and I cannot wait to sink our teeth into Merkmire. Um definitely go back and listen to those to the lore lesson on the Argonians. The race is very very complex, but at the same time they have a very simplistic nature. And then the area that they come from is very mysterious. So it's kind of cool to dive in there's a lot more lore than just i mean usually i just hit the tip of the iceberg sometimes i go a little bit deeper but i just want everybody to have a good solid understanding of what these things are at a basic level and then we can revisit later right but yeah hope you enjoyed it yeah that was good man it's um as a race like the argonians they're kind of similar to other races in tamriel like they're very they can be kind to you, but at the same time, you don't want to get on their bad side because they're so good at fighting. <laughs> right. And um, there's just so much to this to this zone. And I remember the, watching the gameplay day stream, and they when they were talking about it and showing it off, it's just it's so unique. It like that that's the thing about ESO zones. It's you know particularly the the DLCs. You know they just pull you in because they're so incredibly unique. 
the areas, you know, the people you come in contact with, and the, you know, obviously the lore. You know, it's it's so different, and I'm pretty stoked. Can't wait. The lore. The lore. It's all about the lore, and it's I've all been looking about for the you. mail. What's up, buddy? Got something I'm supposed to deliver. Your hands only. Thank you very the much. The mail courier's here. Mm. Well, it's that time again. Mail is here. You've emailed, you've called, and we've got answers for your questions. Uh, first one here, email from Vince. He says, what are your opinions on some good ways to, to spend crowns in the crown store if you do ESO Plus? Crown crates, crown crates. Crown crates alone. <laughs> Any upgrades, houses, etc.? Well aware there's a large amount related to playstyle, etc., but are there any options you think would benefit slash make the experience of Tamriel better, more efficient, more streamlined, etc.? So many options. Hmm. I can think of two. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take this one. Go ahead. You're you are like chomping at the bit. Buy all the things, Vince. Oh, no. That's terrible advice. No. (laughs) That's bad advice. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll let Jib start with his two lackluster advice (laughs) opinions, and then I'll give you mine. Buy the banker the assistants, the two assistants, and they're 5,000 each, but it's going to be the two best investments that you make, the banker and the merchant. Having those with you, it's going to allow you to focus on your questing you won't have to take extra pit stops in, in cities. You can just focus on whatever it is that you are focusing on in a zone and worry less about your inventory. So, I can't argue with that at all. That is probably the most solid advice I've heard. For me? On, like ever? On what? No, 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 no. On what to buy uh, in the Crown Store. Oh, okay. Yeah. Those two things will absolutely enhance your experience, for sure. Agreed. So... um. My opinion, my friend, is you really have to know what you like about the game. I really like aesthetics and mounts. Um, So for me, like costumes are very important. Mounts are very important. Um, I don't like spending in-game money at all. But I'm okay with spending a little bit of money outside of the game here and there. I try and save as much in-game as I can. Dude, I, it's stupid. I'm so addicted to this game. It's it's so... It's bad. Anyway. But, yeah. So I put a lot of value in crates. I really do. Um, I, I enjoy them. Even when I don't win, I may be a little pissy. But I... It's... A gamble. I mean, you don't want to gamble, don't bet, right? Right. But that's what crown crates are. So if you're going to buy crown crates alone, then just know that you may not get what you want from it. But at the same time, that backup system of having the gems that you can break down and then buy something that you want, um, that is great. It's a great like backup plan. It's kind of like playing a lottery ticket, a scratcher, and you sucked at it. And didn't win anything, so you do like the second chance thing online. Yeah, it's kind of like that too. Yep. So um, it really is going to depend what you're into because there's so much stuff that you can buy on the crown store. It depends on what you like to collect. There. Yep. Right so, there. That's it. Yeah. I mean, but if we're going to prioritize things, quality of life issues for sure. 
save up your crowns and get the two assistants, the banker and the merchant. Yeah. They will save your bacon and save the bacon of your friends who are in your group because they can use them as well when you pull them out. Yep. Um, That is hands down the the most effective things. Um, If you have a house and you want to start collecting the crafting stations or, you know, different stuff like that, then those are also other things. It really depends on what you're into, housing or aesthetics for your character or mounts or pets, non-combat pets, or all of it. You know, if you're into all of it, then buying crate or buying uh, crown crates is not a bad way to go because you get a lot of those different things in there. There you go. So many options. Yeah, really, I think to just kind of hit the nail on the head here, it really, and go off what Cash said, it really depends on what you're into, like he said. So figure what that figure out what that is, and that's probably what you should focus on because then you'll get the most out of your experience. Uh, Joseph from Sweden asks, why aren't my character's name visible in Guild? For example, and when I do dungeons, I see people's ISP name on unit frames. This was a translated, by the way, so I think the translator is a little off, but unit frames, but on the ISP name on, on the screen, I see their character names. So sometimes it's hard for as it's hard for me as a new player to know who is who. Why is it like this, or is there a way to change it? I think what he's asking is, can you change from an account name to a character name when you're looking at people in the game? Yes, you can. But I'm still kind of stuck on the fact that it says, why do I see people's ISP name on the unit frame? Does it say, like, like Joe Schmo, the warrior, and underneath it it says AT&T? <laughs> in Austin, Texas? Or like... <laughs> Or like Cops, Cox Cable, comma, <laughs> Duluth, Minnesota. No, that's, I think it's probably just a translation that came through yeah, this. But um, yes, absolutely, Joseph from Sweden. You, first of all, thanks for listening to our show and you're from Sweden. Agreed. That's so cool. I love it. I love that. Um, yes, if you go into your in-game menu under settings and interface, at the very top it says heads up display. You can change your display name to prefer character name or to prefer user ID. And that's right there in your options. And then, at least on PC, you go one more down to nameplates. And on nameplates, you can display any of the nameplates that you want to see. You want to show somebody's nameplate, somebody's title, somebody's guild, your title, your guild. Now, the important thing with uh, displaying guilds is that you have to have a tabard equipped. So your guild will have a tabard, which is like a kind of like a little smock that goes over your over your character, and there's actually a slot for it in your costume slot um, on your um, your character interface. So if you have a tabard equipped in that, then it's going to show whatever guild that tabard represents, and you have the option to toggle that on and off but there's tons of things that you can pick about what you see about enemies um you know their hit points and all that kind of health bars all that kind of stuff it's in under settings interface or settings and nameplates do you show nameplates there on npcs not on npcs no i don't either do you on players um only only when i target or when their health is low Hmm. Yeah, there's all kinds of options. 
you know, it's like never show, yeah. always show, show when they're injured. You know, so so if you're a healer, you know when one of your when your peeps is going down. Right. So anyway, hmm. that's that. Hopefully that answers your question. There you go. Fantastic. Uh, thanks so much for the email. And uh, let's see. We got a voicemail from Master Conneth asking about playing a single tune for the rest of our days. Let's take a listen. Hello, Jibs and Cash. This is Master Conneth of the Xbox side of your Lore Seekers Guild. Quick shout out to a few people in the Xbox Guild because they are awesome. And they have uh, kept me in the game even when the real-life person that got me into the game stopped playing. So, shout-out to Fairgall, Timmy Turmoil, Rocknax, Shiloh, Wizkid. Oh, there's so many more I could name that I'm going to forget. Uh, but those are just a few of the great people in the Xbox Guild. Uh, keep up the great work. Love the show. Love everything that you guys talk about. All the goofy uh, lore moments. I've learned a lot, especially about the Bosmer, which is what my uh, main tune is. I just have one quick question, and it's more of a hypothetical. If you could only play one tune for the rest of your gaming days in Elder Scrolls Online, what would you choose? What race, alliance, class? Uh, and this encompasses uh, lore, like RP, and game elements like uh, PvP and PvE. So I just wanted to throw that out there, see what you guys think. Thank you so much for the great show. Keep up the great work. Uh, I look forward to it every Friday. Take care. Wow. One tune for the remainder of our gaming days. Yeah. Man, that makes you think. Uh, do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I can go first. So here's my thought on the whole thing. The beauty of ESO, great, outstanding voicemail, by the way. Thank you. Thank you for being part of the Lord Seekers community, and I do agree with you. Our Xbox community is awesome. So thank you. So is our PS4. So is our PC. Anyway, that being said, the beauty of Elder Scrolls Online is that you can pick a race and a class, and... If you if you have RP in your heart, then you can you can RP that character, role play that character. You can write a backstory for that character. You can have a backstory in mind. You say you don't need to write one out, but when you play solo and you play with yourself, bad choice of words. <laughs> when you play alone with your character, you have the opportunity to play to role play. Stop it to role play that in your mind. Now, the only reason I say that is because I am a highly, highly, I do this. I'm a geek. I'm a total high geek. I do that when I play my characters. Like I'm going on my quests and I make the decisions I make and I go through different areas for different reasons. And right now it's very near and dear to my heart because I'm doing this very thing with Wolven the Lore Seeker, my warden. So although... I'm going to answer your question, I promise. Although you just have one class with a character and a race, as long as you love that race and character, you can change your build any way you want. You can do all kinds of variations to your build. You can go from stamina to magicka. 
you can turn a, for instance, my warden. I can turn my warden into a magic damage dealer. I can turn a caster, you know, magic damage dealer. I can turn him into a um, tons and tons of health and turn him into a tank. He can be a magic tank. There's all kinds of different things you can do. So if you love what your character is built around, like mine, especially my warden, I've built him around nature, being a warden, what it takes to be a warden, learning the ways of the warden, and knowing the ways of the forest. That's what I love about this character. Now, I know you guys might say how terrible. I didn't didn't know you felt this way, but if I had to pick just one character, it would be my new warden. I love everything about him, even though I still love my sort class. But I may or may not be changing my main. But the reason I love the Warden is because it goes along with everything RP-wise that I've always had in my head about playing a fantasy game. I've always played the forest, woodsy, ranger-type characters, um, and that's what I like. I can play that with a little bit of Magicka and a little bit of Stealth and just the way that he looks. That would be the number one character that I would choose would be my Redguard Warden. Hope that made sense. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Kind of surprised about the... Well, no, I'm not so surprised about the warden. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, mine's much shorter, and uh, just a few words. If I had to pick... My struggle is between Dunmer or Orc. Both of those races are near and dear to my heart, mainly because those were the races that I played. That and Bosmer when I first started playing Elder Scrolls in general. Um, so, man, it's tough. If if passives didn't matter, if that didn't matter at all, I think I'd has. I think, man, I really love the orcs. The only reason I don't play them is because the pass. I guess it'd still be Dunmer. I think it'd just be Dunmer. Um, it's really a toss-up though between the orc and Dunmer. But yeah, probably as far as class, ugh, Sork. Probably Sork. Um, I love the warden, Mike Warden, and maybe ask me in a week after I've tried this new build out. But, uh, yeah, I think it'd definitely be Sork for me. And, um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, no, wait, uh, faction. Forgot faction. Uh, Old Mary Dominion. All day. All day. For the queen. Yes, I forgot that too, oh, and mine would be, will be AD for sure, just because, um, the Bosmer. Yes. I mean, even though my red guard is not Aldmeri Dominion, um, typically, but he is on my character because of his story, which we will release to you guys at some point where we feel comfortable releasing the Journal of Wolven the Lore Seeker and then also of Jibs the Lore Seeker. Right, Jibs? Yeah. yeah. When's it? When are we going to do it? When it's done. <laughs> when it's done. When it's done. But uh, anywho, well, thank you all so much for your emails and your voicemail. We appreciate it so much. We hope you all enjoyed this episode. This was episode 10 of Volume 2 of the uh, Lore Seeker podcast. And we know that you guys listen on all kinds of outlets, whether it's Spotify, Stitcher. Um, I know a lot of you use the, the app Podcast Addict. All kinds of options. But if you're listening with iTunes, we would love 
If you would, give us a review. Tell us how we're doing. We greatly appreciate it. For every five-star review, we show you all some love on the show. we got a couple of reviews here. Uh, first one from Murray340 says, I've been a fan of Elder Scrolls since getting Skyrim in 2012, but I've never really been able to get much into ESO due to a distinct lack of platform on which to play it. My poor laptop is limping along on crutches these days. <laughs> Still can't get enough of this podcast. Love all the lore and the banter, and the added storyline is great. Keep it up. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, Murray. Appreciate that. That's awesome. And this next one here, this one's a long one. This is a cool story. You're going to like this. Jay Cobalt 6 He says, I started listening back just before the Somerset reveal. I had been on the fence about Elder Scrolls Online, having played it before, but feeling lukewarm about it. I found the podcast because I was trying to learn more about the backstory and lore of the games, having played the series since Morrowind on the original Xbox. Dude, me too. It's awesome. Uh, at first, I was unsure about the style of the podcast. I came for the lore, but they were talking about crown crates and patch notes, and all I could think was, this isn't what I'm here for. But the more I listened, the more I learned. These things weren't what I came for, but they helped me. They got me interested, and they made me better. What Jibs and Cash have built is something very special. This has not only renewed my interest in the game, but actually helped me be passionate about my very first MMO game. I have learned so much about the games and been able to dive in with the PS4 guild as well, the only guild I'm currently in. Never Separate is a fantastic guild leader, and Keebler has has is unbelievably generous... Is, Let's see, words are all mixed up here. Has Unbelievably generous and kind. Generous, yeah. Uh, there was a mix-up there, sorry. Yeah, he's freaking awesome is what he's saying. The community here is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Those truly stand out. Jibs Cash, I cannot express enough how much I have enjoyed what you two have put together. Thank you. I understand if this is too long to read on air, but it's something I've wanted to tell you for months now. You guys rock. Happy questing. Man. Yeah, that was a good. that was a good one. Thank you. Really good one. Yeah. They're all good, but that one was especially good. Thank you. This is another example of Jibs and I not intending to do any of that. That's not, it wasn't our intention. Our intention is to simply talk about something that we both love to do. We both love to play ESO and we'd love to play it together and we like talking about it together because we're friends and that's all we're doing is hitting the record button and coming up with some stuff to talk about but at the same time we get more and more mail or reviews about people who were just you know quote unquote lukewarm about the game and didn't know if they wanted to play it or not but they dive in because of the things that they hear and the amazing story that's out that's out there to be lived on this character or your character. Right. And once they're in there doing it, well, maybe I'd like to go and do that same stuff with a group. And they choose us. Yeah. And that, I'm, I'm not kidding you, it fuels our fire to read stuff like this. So thank you so much, Jay. That was really, really cool. We're happy you're having a really good time in the PS4 Guild. Um uh, Never and Caddy are doing a great job leading. Um, I have not met Keebler yet, but um, it sounds like these are just great people and they're giving you the experience that you wanted delivered for your first MMO experience. And I'm glad it's a good one because 
a lot of times there's not such good experiences with MMOs and glad you're getting a good one. We're happy to bring it to you. Agreed. Thank you so much. Love the reviews. All of them. Fantastic. By the way, the one before that, his, I, I didn't read the title because it kind of explains it more. He doesn't even play ESO, but he listens to the show. On top of that, he's from United Kingdom. So, hello over there. Awesome. Across the Thanks, across Murray. The way. Well, anyway, thank you all so much. We appreciate your reviews. You can always call us 765-382-6961. And as you heard earlier, uh, keep your voicemails around one minute. And uh, for that quote we hear, we'll put it on the show in the mailbag segment. You can always email us, lorecreepspodcast at gmail.com. And you can also visit lorecreepspodcast.com and fill out the form at the bottom of the homepage, and I'll go directly to our inbox all day, every day, 365. But anyway, cash, guilds, or guild. Yes, join our guild. Go to lorecreepspodcast.com forward slash guild. Download Discord to join our Discord server and then type forward slash apply in the Apply to Guild channel. Um, We will see your application, filter it out, and in you go to a great, great, great community. Um, We also have the official Lore Seekers Extra Life event coming up. Please, please, please join us if you haven't heard of what Extra Life is. It is a gaming charity benefiting Children's Miracle Network, which is a a conglomeration of over 200 uh, children's hospitals in the U.S. and Canada. And we're going to do a 24-hour gaming marathon in the name of Extra Life to benefit children's hospitals. On November the 3rd, you can join our team. If you want to raise some funds with us, all you got to do is go to extra-life.org, register, and then search Lore Seekers Guild. You'll find us, and you can join us. There you are. we got all kinds of... Uh, I think we're going to be putting out some more details here soon on the uh, actual event, and uh, it's going to be fun. we got a few things, a few ideas we're working around, and uh, more details coming soon, so you can look forward to that. Uh, Cash, you got a couple shout-outs? I do. i got a shout-out to our good friend Lotus of Doom, who is um, a very good Elder Scrolls online streamer he's also a member of our guild and also a member of the guild over at the tales of tamriel podcast which is called the hands of fate the tales of tamriel podcast is they are just good people um Agelos and arcanir have decided to bring lotus of doom on their show with them and we're really happy for him and we're really proud of him he's going to do very very well over there he's an outstanding player he's very well versed He's very well-spoken. He's going to fit in over there at Tales of Tamriel very, very well. And um, we're pretty stoked on that. Also, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Kyle from uh, the Tenet Podcast, which is another new ESO podcast. And we've got so many of these new podcasts. I mean, we're obviously part of it. Us and then the Tenet and then Sons of Sithis. And Aramethius' new podcast called Written in Uncertainty. They're all available. I'm looking right now at at, uh, the library on um, iTunes. They're available there. They're all really good podcasts, and they all dip into lore and content for the new player. So thank you for joining the scene, you guys. This is really kind of a growing and thriving scene of audio content that's coming up for Elder Scrolls. Mm -hmm. And if you tweet, if you're one of the tweeter Twitter types... And um, you get to tweeting about the podcast. 
feel free to use the the hashtag. We've kind of trying to coin the hashtag uh, ESO Podcast Fam because there's ESO Fam, and that's that's like all of us together. But I really think that uh, the podcasters are bringing something special to a niche audience, and um, I think what we're doing is pretty cool, and it's really neat to see other experienced players hopping on and delivering some really solid content to bring more gamers in playing this awesome game that we love together. Yep. Agreed. hundred percent. Congratulations to all, uh, to Lotus and, uh, Kyle tenant. You're awesome. Everybody. I love them all. Fantastic. ESO podcast fam. Very, uh, like cash said, it is definitely, it's, it's almost seen like a resurgence, man. Like there's all kinds yeah. of podcasts showing up, and it's if you think about it, it's crazy that this is happening four years after a game is launched. All this stuff is taking yeah. place, and there's just yeah. all kinds of hype and passion behind it all. So. Right. I'm sure Zoss is taking note that they are doing something very right. Agreed. 100%. Well, you can listen to this show wherever podcasts are found, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever, whatever app you're using, Player FM, all the things. You can follow us on Twitter, myself, at JibsIRL, Cash, at LoreSeekerCash with a K, and most importantly, the podcast, at LoreSeekersCast. We hope you all have a great week in gaming. Stay awesome. Hopefully RNG is in your favor with your free your free uh, Holojack crown crates, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Be awesome to each other. we got a whole other week to change lives. Be awesome to each other. Dilly dilly. <laughs>